This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680-CJOB. Hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, Wednesday, is it, Jim? It is It is Wednesday. It's Wednesday wow, after just a terrific Tuesday. It was a terrific Tuesday. We're bringing, we brought, I, we're still bringing it, but it's almost brought back. Almost. The well, Tuesday being the non-forgotten day. We're eventually going to get there, hopefully. Tony Sawicki um, at the Silver Heights reached out and said it's wine Tuesdays and dine, two, two dine Tuesdays at Silver Heights. Two can so, dine. Yeah, yeah, I remember two that. Can dine, yeah. That's always exciting. Uh, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. It is. Duke and Dye, man. That's Duke always. Duke and Dye. In and, this day and, and those age, ribs at the Silver Heights. I mean, forget about it. In, in the world of inflation and all this other stuff, two for Dye goes a long way. It does. Inflation and just general waiting for the hockey season to start. Yeah. I mean, we are right now at this point, and I've been keeping it. Uh, been keeping it well, I've been, I've been counting down every single day. Uh, leading up to, um, I notice that when I come in, you sit at the window and you're staring off into the, and you're counting, yeah. and I'm like, "What is he doing?" And other saves counting down I, the days. And the thing is, I can't do it without my hands. There's like a, a sand through the hourglass thing on your desk, and you're just counting down the days. I have to count with my hands. I can't just get to 42, which is when when there's some U2 playing some ballad, <laughs> open, and I'm like, "What is he doing?" Open today? the season against. Uh, the Calgary Flames, of course. And we also, there's a fan fest uh, coming up for the Winnipeg Jets. I believe it is on September 23rd. Yes, uh, that is correct. It's going to be on September th- th- 23rd at the Hockey for All Center, of course. That likely to signify the start of training camp. We've been going around... Uh, the NHL, the Central Division, lots of other stuff to get to as well. Uh, we're going to talk uh, Leafs, Sheldon Keefe signing a multi-year contract extension. Uh, Bill Peters uh, getting a new job. Uh, he, of course, was uh, resigned uh, from the Calgary Flames uh, based on allegations of racist remarks, getting physical with some players. We'll talk about that as well as the show goes on. But as we continue our tour around the Central Division, next stop, the Dallas Stars. Josh Bogorod, Dallas Stars play-by-play uh, voice joins us now. Hey, Josh, how are you? Doing well, guys. How are you? Excellent, Josh. Good to hear from you. Real, really happy to have you back on the show. Thanks. I'm, I'm happy to be back, and I'm counting right there with you. So uh, it's nice to know that we're sub-50, and, uh, and hopefully it's right around the corner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was looking at the Dallas Stars and, and, and getting a real good look at at what's what's happened over the course of this season, and to me, in this era of hockey, and you know, we we all see how the Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup. A lot of talk about sort of a balanced lineup. Uh, you know, of course, everybody's it's a copycat league. As soon as one team wins the Stanley Cup, everybody else thinks that that's the only way to win the Stanley Cup. Following that, but if you use that sort of formula about how important being balanced is right now in the National Hockey League, given the era, given the salary cap, the flat cap over the last little bit, um, being balanced is a huge benefit. And when I look at the Dallas Stars in this era of hockey, I think they might be the most balanced team, Josh. Um, and, and a team that I see that may have the least weak uh, amount of weaknesses, perhaps in the Western Conference. Yeah, I think you could definitely make that case. And, and I think last year, it's probably no surprise that those were the last two teams standing in the West, uh, Vegas, who went on to win it all, and, and Dallas, because of the similarities 
in the way that they play. And I know it's cliche and a lot of teams say you have to do that. Um, you got to have, you know, four lines and you got to have three deep pairings, but, but it really does get tested, especially during that grueling two month run. If you're going to be successful in the playoffs, I think when you look at the stars, what made them such a, a, a strong case about what you're talking about is that they were balanced in a couple of different ways. They were balanced in the fact that they felt like they were able to spread out and have quality, quality lines one through four, but it's also the way that they use them. It's not just having balance from your bottom six, but the usage I think was as, as spread out as any team as you'll find in a 32 team NHL the Stars had what is in the conversation for the best line in the league well, with a line that's been together now for about three years with Jason Robertson, Rope Hint, and Joe Pavelski. And when those three guys are all healthy and in the lineup, they're incredibly difficult to stop. And yet, if you look at their nightly usage, even though they were all so productive and they, they led the way offensively, their usage was not the 20, 21-minute-a-night game that you see from maybe some of the other, you know, quote-unquote top lines around the league. And I think that that's just so emblematic with what Pete DeBoer does. It's just he sets up his lineup in a way where he feels like he's going to be able to spread it out and get the most of every line, and then he's going to be confident to send them over the boards with regularity and use those lines really just in, in a rotation where he's not playing matchups he trusts that they're going to play his systems. And obviously, there are times where you want to match things up off of face-offs or situations and defensemen against other lines. But, but he really is a believer in playing his game and his style and, and one through 12 up front and one through six on the back end play it. And the numbers showcase it and the success followed. I love the way this team is built, Josh, because it's taken a couple years and it got to the point last year where you're looking at these young players and they start contributing and they're going to be part of the big future. You have your veteran stars, you know, Jamie Benn had a bounce back year, but also you have your your now stars in Hints and Robertson, like you said. Um, what does Matt Duchesne add to this lineup? Because on paper, I don't think they had to add a little bit, maybe a hole here or there, especially some depth. But that's more than what Duchesne could bring. Where do you see him fitting in, and what does he bring to this lot? pretty balanced lineup? Well, I think because of what we're talking about, and, and you don't necessarily have lines that are playing six to eight minutes a night, not, not regularly on this, this, this team with the way it's built and the way it's deployed. Um, I think what he brings is just more ammunition, and not just more ammunition, but if, if he hits his ceiling – incredibly high ammunition two years removed from a career high 40 plus goal campaign and i think that look this is a fun time of year because everybody's jotting down their lineups on on napkins and seeing what's going to play out but then you don't know what it's actually going to look like in october but if you keep that that hints line together and then there was another line that after the trade deadline was the most consistent line because all three guys were healthy and, and were really good together. And that was uh, Jamie Ben with Wyatt Johnston and Evgeny Dodonov, and they re-signed Dodonov. Well, if you have those two lines together, now you've got Matt Duchesne and you start to look at who you would pair him with. And the guy who jumps off the page, just screaming jumps off, is Tyler Sagan. And um, they know each other. And if, if that is, and it's an if, we don't know yet. But if that's a partnership, 
that you put together, there's some real excitement about what that could look like because Duchesne, he's shown throughout his career what he can do. And Sagan, even though the numbers haven't necessarily been there the last couple of years, it's interesting to look at him. And last season, when Sagan, because of injury or deployment or however it worked, when he was up there with the top-line players, he was more than a point-per-game player. And then when he was playing with some guys who, you know, maybe are, are more in a middle or bottom six role, um, the point production would drop to about two-thirds of a point per game. And so it was a drastic difference. And if you think about, you know, what Duchesne could do for Sagan and Sagan could do for Duchesne, and if that's not what it winds up being, then take the other six guys that we talked about and jumble them around. And the point is, really good players are going to be playing with really good players. So you've got mm-hmm. a guy who was bought out pretty surprisingly, is not very far removed from what is the best season of a very good career. You've got a motivated player. You've got someone with something to prove who's in a contract year. I think what he brings to the stars is just a ton of excitement and potential to take what's a really good balanced team and crank the dial even further. Uh, two minutes uh, here, Josh. Uh, is Jamie Ben? I mean, I go back to the the situation uh, back in, in in Game Three, of the Western Conference Final. Jamie Ben getting that two game suspension. Is he the captain of this team as long as he is signed with them? Yeah, he is, and, mm-hmm. and not just the captain, but thought of in the room to be just one of the more beloved captains. Anyone that that plays with him, I know that in the media and, and from a distance, maybe sometimes people see a different Jamie Ben because he's never a guy who's wanted to grab the spotlight or grab a microphone and just stay there. But I've seen so many people in the last 10 years uh, come into this room who have known of him from afar. And then they leave saying they've never played for a better captain. Mm. He's extremely well-respected. He leads by example. He, He leads the way that, you know, really players respond to it. And he doesn't have to do it by himself. That doesn't mean he's the only leader on this team. Far from it. Uh, There's a ton of them. Joe Pavelski is right there at the top of that list. You've got several guys in that room who are captain material. But what Jamie means to this franchise, what he's meant to this franchise, and what he does to the guys around him, yeah, he's – He's a fantastic captain, a terrific leader, and it was nice to see the season that he put together last year. I know that people talk about what happened in the playoffs, and it's understandable, and I don't, I don't blame them for talking about that, but that was a blip. It was, a, it was an unfortunate blip at a really rough time, but there was six months preceding that and then 10 years preceding that where Jamie's been – a pretty exemplary captain, and, and these guys would just go through a wall for him. Flow alone is captain material on Jamie Benn right it there. Is. So It is, and, and you're you're running out of guys who can rock that flow and no visor <laughs> and, and everything. It's, it's a short list. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we only have about 30 seconds, Josh, but I'm a big Jake Ottinger fan. Uh, can he take his game to another level? Not that it has to be, but he's so young still that there could be even more better to come from him. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, you know, and I throw him into this mix of guys who they don't necessarily need to take their game to another level because it's at such a high level, like you're saying, and yet they still might be able to because they're in their early 20s or in some cases even younger. So he's part of that. I think the thing about Jake that separates him is his mindset. He's fantastically athletic. He's an incredible goaltender, but he also has a mindset where he wants to be the best. He wants the game in his hands. He's a big game performer, and, and we've seen that 
you know, as far back as his first ever playoff run a couple of years ago against Calgary. Um, he, he's a guy who just will constantly look to gain that advantage, gain that improvement. And I think that there's a lot of reasons to be a big fan of Jay Gottin. Last year, Dallas Stars, third on the PK, fifth on the power play, fourth in regulation wins, seventh in goals for, third in goals against, seventh in five-on-five five goals against, uh, goals for ratio, third in net save percentage over 60 games with Jake Ottinger, just as you are mentioning, and second in net goals against average over 60 games for goaltenders who played that much. Uh, yeah, it's uh, looking to be a pretty good season for the Dallas Stars. Uh, Josh Bogorod, uh, Dallas Stars play-by-play man, joining us. Josh, really appreciate the time. You take care. Thanks. You guys, too. Always a pleasure. Awesome. Yeah. Talk, Thanks, to you again. Talk to you again when the season gets going. I don't see, and I know that there's still Colorado in this division, Jim. Um, I don't see. Well, uh, the Stanley uh, Cup champions. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see, I don't see the, I'm trying, the, I don't see the Dallas Stars not, winning the central division as we go to break here. I'm with you. I like we talked with Colorado yesterday. Yeah. You just have to be in the in the conversation cuz yeah. who knows these days there's so much parity, yeah. but if you're asking me to pick one, it's Dallas. Yeah. To over win the, the West. Over the course. Well, I'll, I'll say because just for all those reasons what you just said, I'm going to say the central division. I think the Dallas has that wrapped up. Oh. I think they're going to top call. I think they're a better team than Colorado. I think they are. I do too. I think they're deeper. Yeah. Yeah. I do. And and I think their goaltending is better, but um I think they're just I, heating up too. We'll Jim. get into it as we go yeah. forward, but on paper right now, I I think they're the favorite of mine to win the West. Yeah. Now, let's take a break. On the other side, hey, Sheldon Keefe Resigning with the Toronto Maple Leafs, Bill Peters. Uh, he's back coaching with the WHL's Hurricanes. We'll talk about that. Get your thoughts on that. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. And uh, a confidence poll on uh, ranking each National Hockey League team based on what the confidence level is from that organization. Uh, I'll tell you where the Winnipeg Jets landed on that list out of 32 when we come back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. 22 degrees at 680-CJOB. Let's get you back over to our rays of sunshine on Jets at noon. Thank you very much, uh, Skylar Peters. So ran ran into Skylar today. First thing that he says to me, he looks at me in the eyes and he goes, Cam, DEFCON three and a half. Just the needle is just turning. The the Toronto Blue Jays. Blue Jays are on the road, and there ain't no sunshine when they're gone. They're That's home a right song now. from uh, Notting Hill, I think. Have you seen ain't Notting no Hill yet? Ain't no sunshine, Winch, isn't it? No, I haven't seen Notting Hill. I, I definitely have list. not. Um, have you? Me? Oh, yeah. No. No, I never even heard of it. Blue Jays <laughs> right now. Well, Hugh Grant, what's her that, What's her face, that actress? Is this a what's movie? Like, I don't even know what this is, guys. It's a movie, Notting Hill. Oh, okay. no yeah. sunshine when she's gone. Blue Jays watching it slip is away. Is she Bobachette? Because that is basically how this team operates. Thirty-nine point two percent chance of making the postseason. The teams they're chasing right now: Houston. So you're saying there's a chance. Seattle, eighty-four point three. Texas, seventy-seven point seven percent chance. Only two. Do you hear that, Toth? I think the Blue Jays have a better chance of making the postseason than your Astros. Is that right, Cam? No, ninety-two and a half. Oh, yeah, you Astros. said twenty-nine. Oh, well, that, I mean, now yeah. that's just my that's, dyslexia. That's, that's my number that's, dyslexia. That's a big difference. That's a real okay. big difference. I didn't, I didn't compete it's with a, me either. Yeah, it's the difference between an A and a F. How do you as a Jays fan not know where the Astros are? I, I mean, they, I know where they are. Aren't they all tied right now? 
Or Look, that, was that going into last? Those talk- three teams, yes, are all tied, but yeah. the Jays are three and a half points back. We yeah. talked about this last week, and we'll talk about it again. They lost by one run last night to the Washington Nationals. Yes. And once again, they had the bases loaded, and they got nobody out. Well, 11 hits, Jim. And 11 they got, hits. They got one run. Well, when you have... <laughs> no, bases loaded, nobody out, and they got one run out of it. You have Alejandro Kirk on third base and a sack fly opportunity. You leave Alejandro Kirk as, to run for himself. Like we all know what Alejandro Kirk looks like, right? We're not we're not saying anything, oh, but it's a very clear. He's, you. It's speed. It, well, I don't know what his forte is what right now, but it ain't speed. Yeah, speed. What you're saying is, is that Toth on third or Kirk? <laughs> <laughs> you would have got home Toth before Kirk oh, did there, I think. I, I would have been thrown out the first 20 you feet. You would have needed the Derrick Rose after surgery. After 20 after, yards, but. I get going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and to the 100-meter dash by 85, man, I'm at by 85, I start chugging. cooking. If we had another hundy on this, watch out. <laughs> but that uh, first 80 gets me. Blue Jays still uh, have a four-game series coming against Texas. That's going to be key. They're going to have to win three of four out of that one at least. And then the good news um, series against the last in the NL Rockies, last in the AL A's, and second to last in the AL uh, K- Kansas City. I think the only three teams eliminated from postseason contention are the yeah. next three teams yeah. the Blue Jays play. So they're going to have to. They, I think they, out of those nine games, they got to win seven. Look, I'm having yeah. a lot of fun with you guys, but this is a roster that's too good to not make the postseason, and I well, don't I think with. they're going to make the postseason. They got the pitching this year. It's not impossible for them to make up three and a half games over the course of no, a month. No, it's not. Anything can happen. Especially because they have those series. That but series there's three. Texas. If it was three and a half games and one team, for sure they could get in. It's like an election. You have too many teams ahead of you. No, but I, you I have, like you but have to win. A, but you they're have all to cover. within three and a half games. That's the difference. Yes, if, if one was six, one was five, you, one was three and a half. It's like yeah. NHL standings being over in February despite the, the false parity. You can make up three and a half games on a team. It's tough because now you need three other teams to lose four games, not just one. Well, and the issue for the Blue Jays is I'd imagine these AL West teams probably all have a series. Like in February, if you're seven points out of the playoffs, you can make seven points up on a team. But if there's three teams ahead of you, not only do you need to make, you need three other teams to lose eight games. No, you need one team out of those three to lose eight. Three of two these of those, four teams are going to the playoffs. Two Jim. of two. of two. Three of those four teams are not going to lose, or two of those three teams are not going to lose five games when you win five. No, but if, they, there's too but much if they're all in the same division and they all play each other, certainly one can. Okay, well, which team is going to lose seven games and the Jays are going to win nine? I, I, I think that it's starting to Seattle, slip away, Texas, if I'm being honest. It's starting to slip away, um, but I, I don't think it's an impossible thing. I, I don't think it's an impossible... Uh, Every time Houston loses four in a row, Texas is going to win three, and Seattle's going to go two and two. Yeah, you just need one team right. to and have a when, tough month. When the Astros win three in a row... Texas might lose four, but Seattle's going to go three and one. Texas has... Uh, and that a, whole time, the Jays have to just keep winning. Texas has one more series against the Astros, and they have one more series against the Mariners, uh, two more series against the Mariners. Um, and the Mariners are the are the big dog of those three. Like, yeah. That's yeah, but not, the worst thing you want in those series is for one of those teams to go two and two in the series. Well, I just I think the Mariners, you, like if you're a Blue Jays fan, you just want the Mariners to start mashing these guys because they're the best team. They you have the best one, staff. You want one team to start pulling three. away. That's yeah. what you want, and that that's the chance to open and things up. And start beating up on Texas, sure. And yeah. then maybe the Blue Jays get a, a battered team. They went 22-7 and seven last year in September, yeah. guys. Seattle ends with a series against the Astros and then a... Uh, 
and then a four game series against Texas. So lots, lots, lots to go. There's, yeah. there's, there's, there's things that can happen here. 29 more games, boys. All Lots right, we'll see what happens. So wait, wait, wait. Well, right Cubs in a big rubber matchup the against the Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee yeah, Steel was shoving last night. He Hollywood, you yeah, got them was... going in? Um, I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say yeah. You know you, what? I actually might, I might log on to my Bet365 account right now and financially support my position. Oh, um, I, 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 think, I don't think it's impossible. Uh, Chris says 204-780-6868. Jays are just trying to find their sea legs. Hopefully they find them by the 2024 uh, this just says, Jay season is done. Go Twins, my team, this texture says. I don't think it's impossible, but I think the odds are really, it's it's past 50-50 Nova shed for 10 games again. Yeah. Wow. Eight, eight more, uh, seven more games. Eight more days. I, they're at a 40% chance of making the playoffs. I think that's almost, I think 40-60. I think that's where I am. I would, I, would, I would even listen to this, guys. If bases were loaded with nobody out, twice in a game and you can't get a run. It's been a problem. This has Last been a problem for night, years, bases Jim. were loaded. Nobody out. This is, and you need a base hit in three at bats. A base hit in three at bats scores two runs. You step into the box. Yeah, yeah, Tother. Get him in. Yeah, Mackenzie Gore. I mean, this is a young stud. This is a guy that's going to win multiple NL Cy Youngs. Step wow. into the box, Toth. Actually, you I don't know, think it was him. That, you know what? You guys are right because the highly touted first round pick Schneider is the one leading your team right now. Yeah, he's got better numbers than Vladimir Guerrero Hitting Jr. Bombs? What? Seven bombs in five five of his last games. Yeah, he's, six and thirteen career games. He's got a fourteen hundred career OPS. Yeah, he's got better numbers than uh, Vladdy. So, and you guys aren't worried that. The guy who got I, called what, up four, this. I said, two four, weeks I said ago 40 is 60. I said 40 60. That's, on, that's, that's less. All right. He's on a 10 game hitting streak. He's grounded into one double You're play. You're telling in me that there's time. no chance, Jim Toth. You're saying there's no chance. There's I, always, you know what? I'm I, not even going to the sports book, Jim. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a $20 bill on your desk oh, right now when I leave. And it better be 40 <laughs> when your Strohs miss the playoffs and the Jays are in. Whether they make Ooh, the playoffs or not, that 20's getting spent before this is over. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Thanks, Kyler. 204-780-6868-204-780. Can you imagine a month from now you got that 20? What 20? I spent that like the day you left the <laughs> 204-780-6868-204-780-6868. Uh, there you go. Head coach, Sheldon Keefe, multi-year contract extension with the Toronto Maple Leafs. What do you think of that? I don't mind it. Like the players like him and he's been around. I mean, it's, it's news because uh, of their futility yeah, and the fact that there's a new GM there and Brad true living. But yeah. I think Brad true Living's a smart enough GM that he will and has, you know, he relies, he listens a lot to the players just to ask mm-hmm. the Calgary flames this past year. Yeah, he does. <laughs> the players said a few things yeah. and some changes were made. Um, but I, uh, and of course, he was gone before the coaching change. So don't get me wrong. Yeah, but that. I but bet he would have made the same decision. He's just—I I, really—I don't know Brad for a living. I've never interviewed him. I've never talked to him. Like I have some other GMs and stuff or coaches throughout the years. But from what I understand, that those who do know him, he's like an all-encompassing GM. He listens to players, listens to coaches, looks mm-hmm. at the organization. He's really big on on making everything flow. Which again, I, I laugh at because of Daryl Sutter. Yeah. But even then, you got to give him credit. He that Daryl Sutter hire was brilliant. And then it wasn't, and things changed. So yeah. I think he's done his legwork on this. And it's not a long extension um, by it, any means, but it's long enough to, hey, you've got this core. You got you advanced for the first time in, in forever. Let's see what else you can I, do. I, wonder, I don't mind it. I wonder what Austin Matthews had to say about that and, and his new contract there. Yeah. I mean, this obviously wasn't a rush decision. 
by True Living and, and the organization. This was certainly not a rush decision. Um, well, Matthews would be asked about it. Yeah. I'm not saying he would do what Matthews said, but Matthews would not sign that extension if he didn't. Like, I think this yeah. this Keefe um, extension was talked about before the Matthews one was signed. Yeah, for sure. I think it's just a, it's a, it's a conversation piece attached to that. Um, and, you know, maybe Matthews said, hey, like, listen, give him another chance. We'll see if we can take this thing uh, to this thing farther anyways. But, uh, yeah, uh, Sheldon Keefe re-signing and remain as the head coach of – uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And speaking of coaching hires, uh, Bill Peters, uh, the former head coach of the Calgary Flames up until 2019, uh, when he resigned following allegations, uh, he previously used racial slurs and got physical uh, with his players. He's now signed with the WHL's Lethbridge Hurricanes uh, as their next uh, head coach, Jim. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. Now, I just said that about Trey Living. I have met Bill Peters through covering hockey several times. The people I was covering hockey with knew him personally. And so after scrums, I would often, when we were doing moose games and he was with Rockford, stand there and have hockey conversations. Mm-hmm. I think clearly Bill Peters is a great hockey coach. I don't know how I feel about this. And I've actually reached out to some of my friends in Lethbridge that I grew up with, and, and some of them are on the board there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I keep getting back, do you not believe in second chances? I do believe in second chances. I really do. He has not apologized to Akeem yet. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what's going on, Cam, because when this news came out last night, I read a little bit about that. He, he's made a statement because he was, but I'll, let you, yeah, I'll so, let you go ahead and I'll read that once you're done. Yeah, so basically, I mean, he's doing the work that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing the work. Uh, apparently he has not apologized to Akeem and I have a major problem with that. Yeah. And Akeem has put out now that he has um, been reached out by another coach saying that Bill Peters would like to reach out to you. And then Akeem has put out on his social media, if you want to read it, what he replied to that coach and basically yeah. said, it's been 13 years. It's been four years since it was public and he hasn't reached out till now. Mm-hmm. I don't really have anything to say to him. I don't really have any conversation or time for him because basically you could have done this at any time up until now and he never has. Yeah. Um, this got real ugly with Bill Peters. I don't know what happened specifically. I know the N-word and and the the kicking of players and stuff. Yeah. But when I say personal, I believe he was leading um, Bill Peters' team in scoring when he got banished to the East Coast Hockey League. And I believe Akeem ac- accuses him of sending a letter to management saying it's either him or me. And and that's how much he went out of his way to bury Akeem Alou in his hockey career. Mm-hmm. I have just as much a problem with that as I do the racial slur and everything else. Yeah. Both are horrific. The racial slur clearly more so. Yeah. But I do believe in second chances, but there has to be work done. There has to be some some apologies made, and those apologies don't have to be accepted. I would feel a lot better about this if Bill Peters had reached out to Akeem Alou at any point in the last four years of it becoming public and, and making amends or attempting to. Yeah. Now, that being said, he has been doing some work with some other organizations and bettering himself and all this and, and coming to a better understanding. I think at the end of the day, that's where we have to come from these places. Do I believe in second chances? Yeah. Do I believe everyone gets one? I, I, I'll i debate when, mm-hmm. but I do believe in that. But Mark Lazarus, who has covered the Blackhawks and the Blackhawks organization for years, has said this today about an hour ago, that Bill Peters is getting another coaching job is not the least bit surprising. Hockey is going to hockey. 
But for a junior team to decide a man who said what he said and couldn't even be bothered to apologize for it should be in charge of young people, man, this sport. Yeah, and th- this is the statement from the WHL in regards to the the, the hiring. Uh, the Western Hockey League today issued the following statement about Bill Peters' return following extensive consultation with Shades of Humanity, consulting a national diversity equity and inclusion consulting agency whl commissioner ron robison is satisfied peters has undertaken the necessary redemptive steps to return to coaching in the whl after a thorough review speaking with representatives from shades of humanity and receiving a commitment from bill to continue on his path of anti-racism self-growth and redemption the whl is satisfied bill is ready to return to coaching in the whl commented whl commissioner ron robison uh, the journey towards individual and systemic equity learning uh, should be viewed as an ongoing process. Bill has demonstrated that through this process and the WHL uh, remains committed to systemic change through continued education. Um, following a lengthy period of reflection, Peters has spent the past year in the Shades of Humanity Anti-Racism Training and Coaching Certification Program, which helps organizations achieve their equity and inclusion goals as, as well. So he's doing the work, right? Yeah. He, the one thing is, is he hasn't apologized to Akeem. Yes. And, and, that, and see, I, I, I don't know, like... I don't... There's more to... And the, the, my read on this, and I've heard a lot about Akeem Alou, I and not necessarily all those things, and I'm sure as you as well, Jim, I'm not sure all those things have been positive as I've heard about him. Maybe he was younger and he's a changed man. I, I, I have no doubt about that. Did he go through? I have no doubt that he went through racism earlier on uh, in his hockey career. That is not fair. That should have never happened. That needs to change. But I think that there's a little bit more to this story um, than perhaps we know in regards to the relationship that Akeem Alou and Bill Peters, perhaps with others as well, had. Um, uh, it, this was Peters' statement saying, Peters teared up before his remarks on Akeem Alou. I apologize. I now recognize the impact of my words. I regret, regret my choice of words. I failed to create a safe space for Akeem. Peters are not reaching out to Akeem Alou till recently said he wanted to educate himself before making a genuine apology, uh, said he hopes to contact Akeem at some point, And Peters is actively seeking a mental health professional to help him through all of this uh, as well. Um, uh, Peters has signed on for two years to go through continued uh, training. Uh, WHO Commissioner Ron Robinson said the league didn't reach out to Akeem because it felt it was Peters' responsibility. I agree with that. Robinson consulted with the NHL, including its investigation into Peters and all levels of hockey. Um, and five to six days ago, the WHL was informed about the possibility that Peters uh, would get hired by the Lethbridge Hurricanes. I, the, the big problem here, Jim, and I think it's very fair criticism towards Bill Peters, uh, is the fact that it's taken until him to get another coaching opportunity to reach out and attempt to an apologizer or, or break bread or, or whatever well, it is. This is- that's, that's, the, that's the thing that I think that is very, very fair criticism because this, the, the spectrum of it and looking at it, it's like, well, dude, you only, it's, it seems very self-serving because you didn't want to go and face the media today or answer any questions about this without having to say that you haven't reached out to him and attempted to apologize, right? It, that's that's my perception on it. At the same time, I say, as we, we have to go to break here, but I say at the same time, I, I think there's more there's more at the surface of this story. That's well, just what I say. Even having another coach reach out on your behalf to see if he could yeah. apologize, do that yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, but- I, I agree with you. I agree. If he doesn't return calls, if he doesn't get back to you, fair enough. But having another coach reach out on your behalf. Now, he's clearly doing the work, though, and and stuff. But 
I mean, that's what we're all skeptical about, right? Why yeah. are you doing the work? Are you doing the work because you want to change and you you realize that you made some horrific mistakes or are you doing the work because you want to coach again? We'll be right but, back. But the flip side of that is if we I'm Bill go. Peters, I don't ever want to coach again. We'll be right back. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Well, tomorrow, Jim and I, we're going to give you our Team USA. Who do we think should be or will be on the Americans if and when the World Cup of Hockey goes in 2025? Of course, the Jets landed 28th out of 32 in terms of team confidence, according to The Athletic. We'll give you our thoughts on that survey and the results. But, Jim, you'd have made a really good point uh, about Bill Peters, and you only got 30 seconds uh, about himself sort of putting himself in this situation. And if he really did feel strongly about what he had previously said, you know, why, why would he, why would he come back and face this again? Well, that's my point to this is every, a lot of people think that he's only doing this or the work that he's done to, to keep coaching. And yeah, he's got a passion for it. But the flip side of that is if he, if he, he knows what this road will be like by taking a job like this. And if he hasn't done the work and he hasn't been sincere about it, I don't think he would take the job. I don't think he would put himself in this if he felt he got screwed over or railroaded yeah. or anything, but it's look, it's a touchy subject. It's even touchier, Cam, that these are 16 to 20-year-olds. Yeah. But then again, if he's made amends and he's understanding this and wants to be a part of the solution, maybe no better people to coach than 16-year-olds and how to be better humans. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forche, for producing the show. Jim Toth, take all the way until 3 o'clock. That's it for me. I'll be back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.